Hi, this is Jim Brangenberg, the host of the I Work For Him radio show. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast, where we discuss our workplace as our mission field. The live version of our show can be heard each weekday afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern on AM 570 and 910 WTBN, locally in the Tampa Bay area, and worldwide on the web at letstalkfaith.com or iHeartRadio. Our website, iWorkForHim.com, has great resources on how you can learn about how your workplace can be your mission field. And also check out the sponsors that bring you the radio show each and every day. And while you're there on I Work For Him, click on the I Work For Him Nation flag and prayerfully consider joining the I Work For Him Nation. Join thousands around the globe praying for their coworkers and employees by name each and every day. That's IWorkForHim.com, IWork, the number four, Him.com. Remember, your workplace is your mission field, and in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Thanks again for listening. I hope this broadcast will make an impact on your life so that you'll never look at your workplace the same again. Let's get to today's show. You've tuned into the fastest one hour in Christian talk radio. You know, every day I try to grab a topic that'll challenge you. And today we're going to talk about relationships. Have we lost the art of building relationships? Would you rather watch TV than get to know your neighbors? What are you doing to build positive relationships at work, at home, and at church? So much of the opportunity we get as Christ followers in our workplace is based on the relationship we have with people. And if you are being proactive and intentional in building relationships, it's going to be a whole lot easier for you to to develop those relationships with those people. Hebrews 10, 24 through 25, the NLT version says, Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. We've got in studio today none other than the Jeff Ruby from Red Rock Leadership. Jeff Ruby, welcome back to I Work For Him. Thank you, Jim. Good to be here. You know, whenever we're on the radio, we always have way too much fun. And as you joke, we could we could start a show without being prepared. But we are prepared today to talk about relationships. But just, I want you to do a little reflection back on 2016. How has God surprised you in 2016? Well, um, how, how long do we have? Do you want me to spend As much on- time as you want. <laughs> Well, you know, he's surprised me in a number of different ways. And, and I, you know, you always think of, you always try to think of the positives and there have been some negatives from a human perspective. But um, yeah, I would say that the number way, one, the number one way that God has surprised me and it is overall is that um, he continues to encourage me that he's there for me, uh, for me to trust and that he's in control, and I'm not in control. <laughs> and I, I think there have been at least five instances that just come right off the top of my head that that where he has challenged me uh, to um, to trust him more. So as I look at the end of 2016, and I think to myself, I trust him more at the end of 2016 than I did at the beginning of 2016. So I know it's a, a very vague answer to a, a question, but um, that's that's how he surprised me. I, I, Martha and I have been doing the uh, Jesus Calling together this year, mm-hmm. and, and the focus on the Jesus Calling has been trusting and obeying, waiting, learning about those things. And those are tough concepts. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the Trusting, actually, and then being thankful even when things are really crappy. And actually verbalizing your thankfulness, that thankfulness, a spirit of thankfulness actually feeds our soul. That, yeah. that thankfulness is almost like food. And uh, I just, 
I'm amazed at the things I have learned as well. Just 2016, looking at, first of all, it goes so fast. And as we get older, it seems like it goes faster and faster. But just the privilege with my kids. And, and, and you've had a lot of good time with your kids. You've been on, did you go on two mission trips this year? No, one mission trip. Just one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that, that prepping for it, that's right, it was last fall that you went on one before. But just learning from other people and their faith on how to walk alongside and trust the Lord. Right. Absolutely. You know, and I look at my daughters and I think to myself, they've taught me something this year. You know, I have my youngest daughter go off to college and, um, you know, your youngest daughter and you're thinking, you know, this, this this can't happen. This isn't going to happen. And sure enough, uh, God provides again and, and she's doing fantastic. And my oldest daughter, she's getting ready to finish at Florida State and go out and, you know, into the real world and get her master's and things like this. But God is good. Amen. He sure is. How are you listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim Brangenberg, as we talk today about building positive relationships and why it's so important, no matter what part of your world you're in, building positive relationships. How do you do it? What does it look like? Find out from the expert, Jeff Ruby with Red Rock Leadership. And keep in mind, when we say the word leader, don't be put off by that. Leadership, you are a leader if you have influence over one or more people. Every one of us really has influence over at least one or more people. So pay attention to this. Jeff, I, here's a question. You said, you know, a month ago, we're, we're, we're setting the date for the show. Hey, you want to focus today on leadership and building positive relationships. Why? What do you see every day that said, that's something I want to talk about? Well, the one thing that's for sure is that if you want to be excellent every day and you are a leader or you have inspiration over other people, then before you even step foot out of your bedroom in the morning, your number one concern, uh, if you if you truly want to be a great leader, is you've got to be concerned about building positive relationships. And so that's, that's the number one leadership principle that we teach, uh, followed by empathy, internal motivation, integrity, and personal awareness. So all those things are, are, are leadership principles, but building positive relationships is the is is the key component that you have to have in the top of your mind. What's funny is that you have to put a clarifier on that. That you want to build positive relationships as if somebody wants to go out and build negative relationships. Yet there are a lot of people that that's what they're best at. Yes, and unfortunately it's it's not a conscious action. You know, it's it happens it happens subconsciously. So um it, it, that's why it's important you put that at the forefront of your mind. You know, and and you 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 program yourself in in the start of the day to make sure make sure that's your mission. You know, and and I'd like to put in there that I think that as Christ followers, we have an unfair advantage in this, because the God we serve, the Holy Spirit that lives within us, knows exactly what the person we're dealing with needs to hear from us. Knows how we should be treating them in order to be able to get a to develop a relationship with him. And so I think it's, it, but it's that intentionality that a lot of times, and you and I, would, because we're high Ds, and, and people, when I say that Jeff and I are high D, the charts start to explode when you start to calculate the high D uh, between the two of us. And, and if you don't know what we're talking about, you're going to have to do a personality test. But when you look at, we're so busy, we want to get things done, we got things to do. Sometimes people get in our way. Relationships get in our way. I mean, have you ever found yourself steamrolling over somebody because you got something to do? Well, absolutely. And, and when, when you say high D, you know, what you're referring to is somebody who has that dominant trait, right? And, and so when you, are, when you have that dominant trait, you're task-oriented 
and you're an extrovert. And so um, anybody with a, an extreme level of task orientation, they're, they're energized by completing tasks, by getting through and solving problems. And so if you're not careful, you're, you're stepping over. You know, I have a client that says, don't step over a dime to pick up a dollar. Right. Or don't step over a dollar, to pick up a dime. Right. right? And, and, and I think that's what we end up doing is like, can you please get out of my way, Mr. Customer, so I can actually get something done? Can you please get out of my way, Ms., Mr. and Mrs. Team member, because I actually need to get something done when the reality is those are the people that you need to accomplish what you're trying to accomplish in a day. Um, you know, I, I, I it makes me. Whenever I think about building positive relations, I think about a Bible verse. And Jesus, one of the greatest verses, I think, that quotes by Jesus ever is in John 15, 13. He says, greater love has no one uh, than this to lay down one's life for his friends. And, you know, to me, that makes me think to myself, you know, I, boy, God doesn't need me. You know, God doesn't need me. He wants, he wants me, desires to have a relationship with me. And, and, and so much so that he's willing to lay down his life so that he can have a relationship with me. I, I mean, that's just mind-blowing to me, mind-blowing. And so how can I go about my day as a leader, as a Christ follower, and not think to myself, you know, this is how I have to treat others? Now, having saying that, you know, from my human side and when I'm caught up in the moment for all my friends and family that are listening to me right now and rolling their <laughs> eyes, um, know that, that you know— I, I, I do I do put that first, and I do want the desire that to be. Uh, but as humans, we're not perfect, and uh, that's why we got to we got to strive for that. No, it's like we should have a mirror in front of us and it written on our forehead to remind us all day long. And, but the good news is your your bride is at home. She you know she's the one that experiences uh, the lowest points of who you are because <laughs> our, our our spouses do that. But she's also one to be there to encourage you. And it's, you know, again, I just really want to focus on we need to work on building positive relationships. I can tell you, this is something that plagues our society. We have lost the art of relationship. In fact, there's an entire generation, Jeff Ruby, of people that think that you have a relationship with somebody you text with all the time. They think that texting is talking. And they think their friends are the ones on Facebook. Yeah. I mean, it's just, but the, you know, building positive, and, and until you, until the politics got involved, all of a sudden they realized, oh, well, I guess I can't be friends with them. I'm, that, that guy's just ridiculous. But talk about real relationships. This is actually an old school idea, building positive relationships. And there's some people from the classics that were awesome at this. How does Red Rock leadership help organizations be excellent? And one of the things they do excellent is helping teach leaders how to do this, but what kind of things does Red Rock leadership do for organizations to help them be awesome? Well, you know, in order to have integrity, which is another key leadership principle, there have to be some 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 things in place. And again, because many of the organizations that I work with are emerging growth companies, these are uh, companies that are five to fifty million dollars, growing by fifteen percent a year, uh, are generally being run by uh, task oriented. Uh, type CEOs and, and drivers like you and me. Right. And um, so, you know, the, the interesting part about it is we can we can smile and, and make fun all day long of the fact that we're task-oriented and we're driven and all those kind of things. At the end of the day, when you calm us down, we, we really do respect people. We really do want to have, especially as believers, we, we want to have these positive relationships. It's, it's when the heightened uh, stress around you, the the workload piles up. Uh, you know, business gets uh, d- 
crashes or it gets real, real busy. And that, that really, what really happens is you get this influx of emotion and, and that owner sets the tone. And so you asked me what I do to help or what does Red Rock do to help organizations? It's really to kind of manage those emotions. And, you know, emotions in the workplace are they, they will make or break. So you need emotion. Emotion is desperately needed because that's what inspires people and drives motivation and and really gives people the encouragement to be held accountable and things like all the all the ingredients that are needed. But it, at the end of the day, if you're not taking care of your people, and I'm not talking about I mean, the, the nice to haves are, are are like gamification, right? Um, you know, you do a good job, you get a gift card. You know, once a month we're gonna we're gonna go out and we're gonna have lunch together, and or we're gonna have a Christmas party, or you know, these things are all nice to have, and and you you do these things, but in some ways, aren't those things expected? And, and so, building relationship is paying attention to people, being intentional. You know, getting involved and and knowing what's going on in people's lives so you can empathize with them. And that's where the rubber really meets the road. What's amazing to me is how few people recognize that without their people, they can't get anything done. That they, they look at the people, they look at people like a commodity. And there's people listening today. They're like, "Yep, that's the way I feel. I feel like a commodity. Like nobody really cares about me. I'm just here to do my job, and nobody really cares about me." And when a Christ-following leader gets involved and people find out they're a Christ-follower, they're going to have higher expectations for that person. Leaders who are successful, their people know that those leaders care. I mean, it, I mean, I don't know how best to say that. You probably have a better way to say it. But if people know you care, they will respond with significant increases in pro- productivity. No question about it. You know, if if there's one theme that exists within the ranks of either above or below with leadership, right, at the leadership level or at the ownership level or below, that if there's any one thing that sort of emulates is trust. You know, the, the owners, they want to be trusted, and the, the, the people following, they want to trust. And so one of the things that we say a lot is – if you want if you want an environment of trust, you've got to first trust in order to be trusted. And so if you don't trust your people, if you don't send the message that that you trust your people and and the way people know that you trust them is that you you show that you actually care about them, you listen to them, you hear what they say. And and then people feel the warmth of that of that engagement, right? And uh, that's what really drives and fuels that atmosphere of trust. When when trust forms, that's when collaboration's at the highest. And you talk about the buzzword of 2016 is collaboration. People want a collaborative environment. Um, that's that's what millennials want. That's what owners want. They want to work together as a team. But you won't get that until you can breed trust. And you won't get trust until you know how to build positive relationships. And you won't build positive relationships unless you take time to be intentional to do it. Right. I mean, and, and but when you describe it, I know you're dealing with a lot of businesses, but this that same issue that you just described there is the same in churches. It's the same in community organizations. It's the same in neighborhoods. It, it, the same issue over schools, and over again. Homes. So yeah, schools, yeah. homes, absolutely. Hospital organizations. Yeah. I mean, everywhere you go, there is this d- deep desire. We're all human beings. Even you and I need friendships. Yeah, we don't need as many, but we, you and I need friendships because we actually have feelings, and sometimes those actually come out. But we need relationships with people and people that are working alongside of us or alongside other people. Everybody listening today deeply desires their workplace to be a place where they have 
positive and encouraging relationships. Yeah. Amen. I, it, it, it's, it's what we desire as human beings. We desire the warmth of people. You know, here's the other thing, and we may get into this a little bit later. I don't want to, you know, get ahead of myself, but we have to be careful that we live our lives on the right side of fear. And I think owners, mm-hmm. if owners are listening right now, they have to know that you, you set the tone, owner. And, um, and, and I'm going to say to tell the people who are the followers of the owners is that, hey, listen, you know, you have a responsibility to empathize and understand, you know, what might be happening in, an, you know, at an owner's desk. Now, that doesn't give the owner a free pass, but understand that many owners are driven by the fear of being taken advantage of or the fear of the unknown. And when those owners are driven by the fear of the unknown or the fear of, of being taken advantage of, what ends up happening is they turn their backs on their people. And what they do is they shut their door and they pull up a spreadsheet or they try to go to work on some area of the company and try to fix something. Well, the actual response to that is when you're feeling that pressure, open up your door and walk amongst the masses and have conversation. You'll find out a lot more about your people and your business with when you're walking amongst the masses than you are with your door closed, hunkered down at your desk, staring at your computer screen. Yeah, having that open door. But, you know, there's more people listening today live that are not the business owners and leaders. A lot of them listen to the podcast later on. So we speak to them often. But let's talk to those people that are listening today. Let's talk to our listeners who are in the masses. And they desire a better relationship with their leader above them, whether they're whether we're talking about retired people in their retirement community or people that are uh, they're working in the middle of an organization or people in the church pew. They want to get to know the pastor better. How how can we drive relationship from the bottom up instead of waiting for it to come from the top down? Because you can wait for it to come from the top down until you lose all the hair in your head. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, it's interesting. Great question, by the way. And what what tends to happen in the ranks, whether or not you're a a church member trying to have a relationship with your pastor or or just an employee trying to have a relationship with your boss, is that recognize your fears as well. So many times at those at those lower ranks, what's ended up happening is you're being driven by the fear of uh, losing your losing security. So the you know certain people oriented. Folks, uh, people oriented extra or introverts to be exact, are fearing the loss of security. The other folks that are people oriented, they're more the extroverts. They're fearing the loss of, uh, of of just people in general or social rejection. And so, think about that for a minute. If you are saying, "Well, I don't want to go talk to that person because they might not like me," that's living on the wrong side of fear. You to be effective in in your inspiration of others, you have to take risks. You've got to get outside your comfort zone and understanding that many of those fears are just generated from your own insecurities. They don't really exist. They're conceptual. Right. Yeah. You're, you're arguing with yourself in your head. You're argue, you're having conversations with pretend people in your head. And, and what's, we all can point to that time where we looked at somebody across the room and said, yeah, I don't know if I want to have a relationship with that person. They, they look a little odd or, but when you actually get to know them, you're like that person changed my life. Yeah, I mean, there's always, yeah, you know, we always have a tendency to flock towards those people that are that seem to have it all going. We want to hang out with them. Yet I find that my deepest friendships are the people that aren't what we would call in high school the popular people. Those are the people that I have a deepest, greatest relationship with. 
the it, it encouraged me all the time. Sure, but it is it's that you do have to get over the fear. And and people people think it's funny. I tell people that. I hate walking into a room. If I'm going to go in and network in a room, I hate walking into a room full of people I don't know. People go, what? Well, because that's your that's your task orientation, right? And you're you're more comfortable, you know, in a, at a table with one or two people and a couple of things to do than a whole group of people and to have some conversations. And those are the things we need to let go of. And and you know, I, I have the same I have the same thing. But recognize that when you when you are in that state, you're living really on the wrong side of fear. And so the only way for us to build positive relationships is to, first of all, recognize your fears, step away from them. Okay, give them up. And, you know, coming back to that verse, it's like, hey, listen, while we were yet sinners or, or you know, this, this, this man laid down his life, right, for us, despite all of our uh, inefficiencies and inequities and you know transgressions all these kind of things who are we to judge uh the way a person looks or the way the person acts or because this person might be more social or this person might be less social or this person looks that way we've got to look past that and uh at the end of the day it doesn't matter if you're if you're if you're the bottom looking up to the top of the person in the organization or the top looking at the person down at the lower end of the organization we got to break those barriers and and we have the ability no matter where you are in the organization to inspire others by building, by building positive relationships. You know, when we come back after the bottom of the half hour, I really want to dig into some some concrete steps that people can take. But Jeff, one of the things that that I see in, in people is it's that first step. A lot of times they can do it, they can build a positive relationship, but it's taking that first step. They have to just how do they get the motivation to start? That's a freaky step for people. Oh yeah. Yeah, no question about it. You want me to give the first step now? No, we'll give that right after the bottom of the half hour. But I was going to say, you know, I hate walking into that room full of people I don't know to network, but I don't mind walking into that room if I get to speak to everybody. Sure. That's way easier. Right. Get but, but learn, here, you know what? I had a client tell me uh, about two years ago, her motto for the year was, uh, welcome to the new year, get uncomfortable and stay there. And really, you know, Jesus doesn't ever talk about being uncomfortable, but he did things out of the box his whole entire public life. Yeah. Everything he did was uncomfortable. Yeah. And yet, right up to his death, it was uncomfortable, I am sure. Really uncomfortable. All right, we're talking today with Jeff Ruby from Red Rock Leadership. Red Rock Leadership is a company right here in Tampa Bay that can help your organization anywhere in the world transform to be excellent. Jeff Ruby, welcome back to I Work For Him. Why don't you just tell people that are just tuning in right now, what is Red Rock Leadership focusing on right now? You, got, you said you had a lot of people that focus on year-end training to get them to do all kinds of awesome things. What are some things that you're work, helping some companies with right now? Well, we, we work with emerging growth companies that are 5 to $50, five to $50 million growing at about 15% a year. Uh, so these are these are typically our clients. But you know, right now, you, you, as, you, as you head into the end of the year, and it's just that, that kind of final push to – hit those sales goals. And so a lot of what we do is working with the sales teams and, and bringing them uh, to the point where they can uh, they can come in and, and, and finish up the year 
on on uh, accomplishing or, or exceeding their goals for for 2016. Uh, what's going to be start What's going to start happening in the next week or two, uh, and then through the end of the year and into probably the first, second, third week of uh, of January will be kickoff meetings. So we begin to we're setting budgets and 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 setting uh, goal plans and things like that for for 17. And so it'll be a, a whole flurry of of different team events that I'll be attending and uh, talking to uh, different teams and, and helping them forecast for for 17. So that's what's happening right now. The feeling on the street, as I do at business owners, is that people got a pretty positive outlook towards what 2017 may offer. They, even though we're looking at probably raising rising interest rates, but really when you look at, they're excited about the potential of lower regulations, maybe a little more free market economy kind of stuff. They're, people are excited, it seems like. I think so. You know, there there's some trepidation, uh, you know, from a couple of the clients I work with. And, you know, my my message is the cream always rises to the top. And so, you know, keep your debt low and your cash reserves high and uh, you'll weather you'll weather any sort of change that's happening. I think there's there's always that fear that it's just the changing of winds. Right. Even though if it may may work in your favor uh, in terms of your, your belief system, there's still that little bit of a fear that, hey, you know, Gonna shake, you're shaking up my customer base a little bit. You know, is it gonna slow the the building market? You know, is it gonna our interest rates gonna slow buying? You know, think there's all different kinds of thoughts out there. But um, I think generally speaking, we're still on the right side of positive thinking. Uh, I think there's some amazing things out there. But I did notice that OPEC started to raise the price of their oil today. Yeah. So they're they're threatened by the fact that we might start drilling our own oil again. I think that's awesome. Yeah. I love that idea. Good. All right. Let's get back to talking about building positive relationships. Because if there's one thing, really, as, a, as Christ followers, we should be focused on building positive relationships everywhere we go. Because that's what gives us the opportunity. That's what gives you and I, Jeff, the opportunity to actually share what Jesus has done in our lives. If we have a negative relationship with somebody, we're not going to get that opportunity. Right. <laughs> they're going to sh- they're going to shut us down or say, "You're full of garbage. Why would I want to listen to you?" Right, exactly. I um, you know, I saw the other day I was going to tell you a quick um story of something that I saw. It was it was a bit of an uplift, you know. Um I saw two soldiers standing at a counter in a uh, in a restaurant and uh, I saw a man uh, walk up and uh, purchase their their lunch and thank them for their service. And the woman behind the counter, um I was kind of hearing what she had to say and and the woman just about melted. You know, she said that is the coolest thing I've seen happen all day. I was having a horrible day, and that just brought a spark of hope to 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 my to my day. And I thought to myself, I, I looked at that the person who did it, and I, I looked at the at the officers, you know, the the the, the army, uh, the guys in fatigues, and I looked at the girl on the counter. And I thought, you know, what a cool thing. I mean, there there's a there's a, there's somebody stepping forth, and um, you know, who knows what kind of day they were having. I mean, for all you know, they were having a horrible day themselves. But I think that's the key, uh, that, 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 that's a principle we need to live by, is that no matter if you're having a bad day or a great day, there's always an opportunity to bring somebody up and do something out of the ordinary that you never know how many people you could impact down the line. And so you could change the trajectory of lives just by random acts of kindness and, and random acts of just being interested in people. I love that thought, especially as we connect it to, I'm in the middle of an organization, I don't have a good relationship with my boss or the people above me, how do I do that? 
Because we're, we said we talked about some steps on how to reverse influence some positive relationships. Because sometimes our boss doesn't have a desire. And we're talking about a boss. It could be any kind of environment. Any any person that's in charge of you, whether maybe it's even a ministry leader somewhere, whatever it may be, could be the association president in your neighborhood. You don't have a good relationship. How can I, as somebody in the middle, start building a positive relationship upwards? Sure. Um, and again, another story comes to mind yesterday. It was one of those days where from about three o'clock on, I, I, by the time 630 rolled around, I sat in my driveway and I was just taking phone calls. By the time 630 rolled around, I felt like Rocky Balboa in the 15th round. I mean, it's just like you know, I was up against the ropes and I just felt like I was just getting pummeled. It was phone call after email. Just one of those days where everything just kind of slid to the end of the day and just couldn't feel like couldn't catch my breath. And I had a couple of, you know, things go sideways on me. And I'm just, I'm sitting there thinking to myself, you know, man, I don't want to walk in the door in this mood, you know? And uh, as I, as I sat there in the car, my phone rings one last time I looked down and I thought, well, I'm going to take the phone call. And it was a guy that, that I do that, that actually reports to me in an organization because I play the role of the sales manager. And he says, Hey, listen, I know it's late, but I need to share something with you. And he shared a compliment with me. And he said, man, you changed the life today up in New Jersey. He says, you know, I want to let you know, I, I shared something that you shared with me with my mom. And, and this is, this was what happened. And, and I told, I was like, man, you I don't know what you did today, but that was in my mind, the single greatest thing you could ever done is call me when you called me because it just changed my whole it changed my whole demeanor so here's here's my message to people don't ever hesitate if it's on your heart to compliment somebody if it's on your heart to give a to give a warm uh, a warm welcome or a or a, or a you know, just, hey, a text message to say, I'm thinking about you, I'm praying about you, and, and you sincerely are thinking about them, and you sincerely are praying for them, don't, don't hesitate to, to send that text message, to, to make that phone call, to, to just walk up to somebody, put your hand on their shoulder and say, hey, I just want to let you know I'm thinking about you, and that was a really good thing you said, or that was a good point you made. You don't ever miss those opportunities. Um, I, I, I think, you know, you're at church on Sunday and pastor delivers a good sermon and, and it's something that lands on your heart. Don't think that that he just got 50 text messages from other members of the organization who said, you know, that was that was a really, really good way of, of bringing Scripture to life. Send the text message yourself. Make the phone call yourself. Um, I think a lot of times we think to ourselves, well, other people got it, or my, my opinion doesn't matter. People don't care what I think. They do care what you think. There are people we have influence over that really want to hear what we think, and yeah. a lot of times they think, a lot of times they interpret our silence as arrogance or as, uh, well, uh, just being disconnected. Yeah, or I was just thinking, just I'm losing the word, just that that I don't care. Apathetic. Right. That's the word I was looking for. Apathetic. That I don't really care. So it is in building these relationships, and I and I was thinking, okay, if I've got a boss that seems a little disconnected, sometimes as I've been the boss many times. I just get I get frustrated with my people because I think all they're here for is the paycheck. Yeah. Oh, you have the fear of being taken advantage of. There you go. So you said that earlier. There you go. I just proved you're right because I've had that thought before. <laughs> have you ever had that thought before? I have. Okay. All right. Just so we're on the same page. <laughs> so as we, we look at that, to know that those people not only care about getting a paycheck, but they actually care about me as a person who is helping provide that paycheck. I mean, that really bridges some doors. Some, I mean, a lot of times that comes out if the boss has an issue that everybody, somebody needs to help them with, a personal issue. But if there's not a personal issue, you don't get often get the chance to open up those kinds of doors. Right. Absolutely. And um, 
you know, you, you th- those are great points. And it's lonely at the top. It, it can be lonely, right? There's a lot of frustrations. There's a lot of stressors. And again, you know, I'm not saying go to the point of pity, uh, but at least let empathy enter into it and and let it let it inspire your thought that you woke up with this morning to say, I'm going to build positive relationships today. One of the things I challenge people, the people that I have the opportunity to mentor or disciple say, listen, I know you're struggling with this person or this person. I'm going to ask you to start praying a little bit differently. Oh, yeah. First of all, Jesus said, love your enemies. And what did he say to do? Pray for those who persecute you. Okay, so if those are the people that are picking on you. What I always tell people is this, start praying for these people that drive you crazy. And pray this. Lord, give me the eyes to see those people the way you see them. Because if we would start to see people the way God sees them, our paradigm shifts permanently. Oh, yeah. Because that's the issue. We often judge. We're so quick to judge. We, some of us judge by color. Some of us judge by hair. Some of us judge by the number of tattoos. Some of us judge by the number of holes in their face. Some of us, I mean, we judge by how they drive, what they drive. We judge by where they live and what they don't live. I mean, we judge by all these different things. If we would just start to see people the way Jesus saw people, the way God sees these people, oh, that changes everything. Because if we've got a jerk boss, but we start praying that we see him the way God sees him, well, how does that? How does God see that person? Well, the, we don't know what's going on inside that person's heart. God knows exactly what's going on in that person's heart. Right. I mean, what do you think about that approach? Is that one of the steps towards building positive relationships, praying for those people? No question about it. I, I would say this as an alternative to those who can't come to grips with what you just said because, well, you know, it's impossible to know. Well, here's what it's not impossible to know. That God is the creator of the universe, right? And he is all-powerful and almighty and sovereign of all things, right? So here's the deal. Maybe you don't know or you won't be able to have the eyes that God has, but you can at least yield, yield to the fact that there are things that he sees and knows that you don't know. So back off. <laughs> Pray for them and then back off. You're not the judge and jury. Uh, you weren't put on this earth to be you know, God's security guard. You know what I mean? We're called to be disciple makers, right? We're called to, and that means that we're called to to teach people what it's like to love Jesus and to know what Jesus lo- love was like is like for us. Right, to and bring so, that authentic abs- touch of Christ to the workplace. Absolutely. So, but that's a t- you know, you I love the way you put it. There's some people out there that are vomiting on what you just said, Jim. <laughs> they're having a hard time digesting it's what you said. But really with it, they're vomiting, they're choking like no way I can pray for my boss. There's no way I can pray for those people that are persecuting me. But that's why being a Christ follower is so radical. Yeah. Especially in our workplaces because it turns the it shifts the paradigm, turns it upside down, and it drives people crazy. But if we could start seeing people, I mean, I have seen it in my own judgmental life. I pray every day about my insensitivity and my judgmentalness. When I start praying for somebody that is absolutely driving me crazy, for whatever reason, even if I started it, the Lord just starts to change my heart towards that person and may not give me a total wisdom into what is going on in their life. But gives me a sensitivity to be able to have a conversation. That's a good and, word. And to be able to apologize if I've screwed up. Right. That's a good word. That's just that's allowing those fruits of the spirit, right, to 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 come to life. Um that's you're right, spot on. And it's that unfair advantage we've got as Christ followers too. Yes. To, the Holy Spirit can prompt us right. to to say, hmm, they don't look the same today as they normally do. I wonder what's going on in their life. That's right. And you can just ask a question. Sometimes I ask people questions that are the hardest people ever. And you ask just the right question that the Holy Spirit prompts me with, and tears come. Yeah. You're like, whoa, they got feelings. Yeah. 
That's powerful. That is. What are some other, when you think of other things that people could do to build those positive relationships in the middle of the organization, what are some of the other things that come to mind quickly? Well, what I would say is, um, it's okay to tell them to go to my website? Absolutely. Okay, so go to redrockleadership.com forward slash radio, and uh, you'll be able to download what I call um, social style battle cards. And so these will help you develop an understanding of different walks of life. And, and people have fears and people like specific words. They like communicating in specific ways. So for step one, go to redrockleadership.com forward slash radio and download these social style battle cards. There's a lot of time and talent put into these cards. I mean, this information, is this from trial and error? Is that where this stuff came from? No, not at all. It, actually, if you explore around the website a little bit, if you go to the assessment page, you could actually take an assessment at no charge uh, and, and, and download uh, a, a sample or take one. But what ends up happening is these these cards basically are a result of these assessments. So uh, TTI, who's my assessment company that I that I partner with uh, has helped us develop these cards and um, but yeah this is um, th- this is good to have everything in one spot it helps yeah it's nice if you could get these uh, you know put them in a little it, it, on index cards in your hand so you walk into a uh, a networking group you can find out mm, okay I can tell by their eyes what are they what kind of person and learn how to interact with them that's one of the biggest things as a salesperson whether whether you're whether you're selling Jesus or you're selling some kind of widget understanding personality types understanding social behaviors for those personality types will help you close more deals. Oh, no question about it. Because I didn't understand this for a very long time, and I could never close an accountant or an engineer. Couldn't do it. They couldn't take me. Yep, I was in the same boat. Yep, absolutely. Tough to tough to get that. Okay, we're talking about building positive relationships. And in our final moments of the show today, really want to talk those specific steps. Let's talk for that leader today that has a bunch of people that follow him or her but they don't have great relationships with their people. What are some of the things they should be doing right off the bat? Okay, here's an easy tip. Take nine dimes, put them in your left pocket, okay? And by noon, those nine dimes should be put in your right pocket. Each one of those times you move that dime or that nick or whatever it is, uh, it represents a time when you actually complimented somebody, showed some interest in somebody. And so I do that with with business owners all the time that are task-oriented. I said, you know what? Do nine dimes by noon and then do uh, nine dimes from noon to five. And just take that. Be conscious. Be conscious about focusing on other people. Um, The other thing is learn how to use this question seven times a day. Why is that? Um, You know, people will come up to you. They'll, they'll talk to you about things. You can ask them a question just simply saying, and there's different versions of why is that? uh, And you want to put a little bit of uh, thought into how you're asking it, but you'll be amazed at what you find out from people. You just say, "Hmm, interesting. Why is that? I'm curious. Why is that? Or, um, I tried, you know, I tried to do this, boss, but it didn't work. Hmm, interesting. Why is that? And, and you'd be surprised at the when people begin talking about themselves or talking about their situations, they suddenly become interested in what you have to say and interested in you. Then the trust begins to form, and then people are collaborating. So step one, go download the social style battle cards. Step two, ask this question or put nine dimes in your pocket. Step three, I'm just going to give you three steps because only people only remember three at a time. The three right. students they never remember the seven dwarfs. the the third The third thing that you do is ask this question seven times a day. Why is that? 
So, and really the whole bottom line of this is to recognize that everybody that we work with desires a positive relationship with everybody else. Nobody wants to have tension in the workplace and nobody wants to really have shallow either. I mean, there are some people that give off the, 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 they look like, don't get near me. I just want to do my work and get out of here. But those people probably have something going on in their lives. Right. No question. You know, the one thing I will say is there, there may be some business owners sitting behind their desks right now thinking, boy, I'd love to get started, but I don't really know. Like, I've been kind of a, I've kind of been secluded. I've kind of been a jerk or I haven't had the best attitude. And they're starting to come to grips with, you know, things are starting to come clear to them right now. Well, here's what I would say. You know what? Take a deep breath. Drink a tall glass of water. Go take a walk and get some fresh air. Write in your journal. And you know what? Blink a couple times and then walk out and just start. Just step out of your comfort zone immediately. It's a lost art. Most managers and leaders today think that they've got to get work done. But if they would invest in their people to build those positive relationships, they'll have to get a lot less work done because their people will get a lot more work done. Absolutely. And their people want to get work done. Right. That's what it, that's what energizes them. They don't want to be sitting right. around. They, they want to be working. They want to come to work. They want to work. Let them work. It's it, it's it's awesome. Jeff Ruby with Red Rock Leadership. You can check them out online at redrockleadership.com. And if you want to get these social style battle cards, redrockleadership.com forward slash radio. Jeff, thanks so much. Thank you. As we come to the end of another I Work For Him radio show, just a challenge out there today. Everybody needs that information we just talked about. Redrockleadership.com forward slash radio. Those social style battle cards, understanding personalities and how you interact with people impacts everything we do all day long. And Red Rock Leadership has made this resource available to you for free. Redrockleadership.com forward slash radio. I downloaded mine already. They're right here in front of me. Build positive relationships. It gives you an opportunity to share your faith. It's part of that paradigm shift of stopping copying the behaviors and customs of this world. we got to make an impact. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower. My workplace is my mission field, and I work for him.